You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. and welcome to Scottish Football Forum's podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris this evening. Alright Chris? Alright. That was a bit of a random chat about Sly Stallone at an Everton match before we started recording. <laughs> I've thought about the Everton match quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive for a game you haven't seen. Aye, aye, it is. I've seen a picture of Sly in a Everton top earlier and then that. I was talking about the new Rocky movie. Which I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Chris, Rocky, you that... Rocky Seven, Adrian's Revenge, I believe. <laughs> oh no, that's the Simpsons version of Rocky Seven, right? Adrian. <laughs> was that a slice to one impersonation? It was. Aye, aye. But I didn't want to shout because <laughs> <'Cause it's laughs> everyone's in bed. <laughs> and they'll hear a, a weird shout of Adrian in a, a slightly uh, daft voice. And think I'm not doing my podcast. It was a, it was a muted stone. Aye. Aye, Greg and John are new on, just because they... Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what their excuses are. They're taking a week off anyway. Hopefully they're back next week. Better be, because I'm here and you'll take a week off next week. Aye, well, you, one of us needs to do it solo at some point. Just spend <laughs> 45 minutes talking to themselves. <laughs> oh, that would be funny if Greg and uh, John decide not to do it next week, wouldn't it? And it is just me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'd need to do it though. I know, I would. I would. I'd be up for that. I could probably for at least half an hour talking to myself. Aye, uh, so the first game up I wanted to mention was on Friday night, before anything else happened, before the, the charity bet kicked in. So Friday night, Rangers against Hearts. I was obviously going to the game and I was I was nearby. I was maybe twenty minutes away from the stadium. I seen the, the snow was coming down, so I thought, OK, I'll give myself a wee bit extra time to get there. And, well, I bet a bit of a mistake because I didn't realise how bad the snow was and I missed kick-off. I ended up, I ended up uh, at the, the Squinty Bridge mm-hmm. over the, the Clyde when the, when the final whistle went. <laughs> so I had to turn back. So it'd take me an hour and a half to get there. And the whistle went, turned back. It took me an hour and a half to get back to Stirling. So three hours I was in my car without getting out and Oof. I didn't get to see any football. Oh, All I got to listen to, to was honest. the radio and they'd give, give none commentating on it pretty much. It I'm was surprised. I, see some of the, I never watched the game because I was in my sick bed at the time. Um, but uh, from what I've seen the, the, the sports scene highlight last night, I don't think anybody's seen any football because it was just farcical. Utterly ridiculous. There was like... Well, I think that their favourite club in sports in last night was someday Rangers tried to cross the ball, missed it because I... it stopped. And the Hearts boy then took it off him, tried to run up part way, and it stopped behind him. It was just Aye, it was Lee one, yeah. the one that tried to cross it, which is surprising because he very rarely crosses it. He much prefers to cut inside. So he's not used to that, and I don't think he'll do it again anytime soon because he made a right tit himself, and the, the Hearts defender did as well. He almost ran, ran right down the wing without the ball. <laughs> I was frustrated because I was in this queue on the M8 and I could see quite a few supporters' buses around me. Now, I could tell that there were supporters' buses because uh, they were stopping off by the, in the hard shoulder to let people off for a comfort break. <laughs> so I knew it wasn't just a, a normal bus. <laughs> right. so, 
I so I ended up thinking, right, okay, hopefully they delay the kickoff so I can get there in time. But they delayed it maybe about four minutes, five minutes, nothing, nothing major. So I was just gutted that I'd missed it. But then now I seen the highlights on sports scene, <laughs> the highlights or lowlights, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and I it was farcical. So yeah, there's a lot I'm, of blame I'm, about the I'm, the pitch. Yeah, I, I mean, I seen I seen some of the tweets for Derek Ray. He seemed to be defending Kelly's uh, part in it because he's something we're basically saying. Well, it's not television that makes a decision as to whether the game goes ahead or not. And I can understand where he's coming from. He's right, it's not. But I can't help but feel that television has an influence on uh, trying to press these things to go ahead. Because yes. I mean, BT have paid a lot of money for the, the rights for to show the games, so they're looking for these games to go ahead on schedule to fit their schedules. So a big game with Rangers and Hearts was obviously going to draw in a, a, a decent uh, ratings. But I've thought much, who knows if the, the Rangers game will get televised. But um, certainly a Friday night, Rangers Hearts was looking to be good, especially with the off-the-field uh, issues continuing at Ibrox as well. So there was a, obviously the, the, the pre-match could discuss that as well. And so like, they've been pushing ahead to get that going and I'm sure... Bobby Madden would have maybe had a word in his ear saying, well, we really want to get this game going and see what you can do to make sure it happens. But we never hear anywhere that that's true or not. There's never any proof of it. But no, I don't I think mean, we'll know. I would imagine Bobby Madden himself wanted to get the game going ahead because I, I, I don't know whether he'd be up for the, the, the rearranged game or for, get a different referee. Because um, as far as I'm aware, Bobby Madden was up for the the League Cup semi-final between Celtic and Rangers but he's actually away on some training course or something with UEFA so won't be able to do it now if they scheduled the, not the Rangers Hearts game around about the same time for, as that game then he would obviously have to miss out and get another referee so maybe he wanted to, to make sure he himself was getting into such a, a big high profile game What's good about the situations like this is referees get a chance to actually speak to the media and explain the situation and Madden was on uh, I was listening to the radio, uh, Radio Scotland, and he was on, and he explained why he thought it should go ahead. Uh, he said that he had checked uh, the weather forecast, and uh, the snow had been and gone, the, the worst of it, and he felt that the undersoil heating would have handled it, and uh, the game would have improved. Just as uh, Michael Stewart mentioned on Sports Scene, that mm-hmm. he felt that the the snow had improved since kickoff. I can't say I've only seen the, the wee snippet that was on sports scene. I heard but him say I that, think... but I, did, I heard other people suggesting it was actually getting worse. I think Roy, Robbie Nielsen was one of them that said it was starting to compact and freeze up, so it was actually getting more dangerous. Yeah. And I don't know if I, 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 don't, I never good. heard Bobby Madden said that. I'd imagine that's probably why he would have stopped it. I think if you start, uh, if you take the, the pitch inspection at seven o'clock and you're leaving it so late, only 45 minutes before kickoff, I think. The, the right thing to do is to start the game and see how it goes because it's, see at that point it's too late to start calling it off the the fans have made the journey I, I started making my journey uh, <laughs> about half an hour before that I still couldn't make it but yeah. trying to get across from Edinburgh is a, a fairly hefty journey at that time of night anyway regardless of the weather so yeah. I think he left it a bit late to do it so since he'd made that decision early to, to have the, the late pitch inspection I think starting was the right thing to do and he seemed to be in uh, communication with the the bench quite a few times according to the radio Uh, they didn't really comment much on the actual play but they commented on the the number of times he went across the bench to speak to Nielsen and McDowell 
and uh, I presume he was discussing whether the, the game should continue or not. So I, I think he handled it well. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not an expert on why, what the condition of the the pitch was beforehand. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, that game should never have went ahead." But it's. I mean, I've seen. I've seen games go ahead when the the pitch is covered in snow before, and all they do is you clear the lines as they did at Ibrox. What I don't understand is why it was so badly covered. I mean, I'd have thought, I, I would have thought myself that the the undersoil heating would have done it. It's almost as if undersoil heating wasn't on, and I've seen that suggested a couple of places. I don't know whether it's true, but there you go. Um, but yeah, I th- yeah, I th- I th- yeah you have to account for the, 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 the travelling fans especially because coming from Edinburgh because they can't all be sitting in a train eating cheese and biscuits like them um, certain commentators. <laughs> yes, I, I was uh, cake on the way home as well. Was I, a cake on the home? He's, oh, come on. I, he's changed. A lot has changed. Shocking. Did he get an escort out of the, the, the ground afterwards? Because I heard there was a few issues. The, the way people were released from the grounds because obviously there was a bit of ill feeling from the, the home support before the game and I don't think they'd really calmed down before this game was scrubbed and then they let everybody out at the same time whereas at the That's previous yeah I don't understand that the, the previous Rangers Hearts game at Ibrox the Hearts fans get held back half an hour to celebrate I think yeah. but um, that makes an element of sense because that lets people disperse I think maybe what the thought is the Rangers fans weren't in the mood for dispersing that night there is that there is that but then yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think that tensions were high prior to the game because yeah. Rangers fans were unhappy with goings on. Uh, Rangers then in the stadium, you're going to get the obvious uh, mouthing off between the two sets of fans. Then the game getting called off and uh, I think it's just a, a bad decision to, to let them all out at the same time. Who knows, a half an hour might not have been enough. Uh, no, I say because it's possible the Rangers fans may have seen this as an opportunity to protest some more outside, and yes. they could have been there for some time. Yeah, I, that, that that protest, I, I've got my views on that. I think that yes, go there and protest, make yourself known that you you're not happy with what's going on. But those idiots that decided to try and break their way in. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they, they're just idiots. They're, they're no good for Rangers. They're no good for no. themselves. They're no good for anyone. Try to, and assaulting people, or I should I say, allegedly assaulting people. Let's come on. Let's have a peaceful protest. None of this nonsense. No, Who's they assaulting? There's good. There's good oh. Rangers people working. Exactly. They're probably exactly. just as hacked off at the fact that the cops have been running away as, but they're just doing their job. Yes. They're not the ones that are. Possibly loaning the money to get assets frozen. What is it again? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's security it actually it's gets what security he wants, on the the stadium, so you can get a ten million loan or something. Yes, yes. There's a lot of conspiracy theories, and well, all I'll say is that Ashley's a, a businessman, and he doesn't go giving ten million pound loans to people for for nothing in return. And I think that the getting security over. Ibrox is a, a shrewd move by mm-hmm. him because if administration happens or, or worse, then he's he's first in line. Yeah. Uh, aye. It's, a, it's, it's gaining control via the back door as well as, as gaining a, a prized asset. But it may not happen. It may not happen. No, there's about 30 days he's got first dibs in the security or something like that, but there's a lot of other options and I don't think they've quite gone down that route of wanting to. Uh, use Ibrox as security, but it does, uh, on, on the plus side, it does do away with that conspiracy that they don't, they can't give Ibrox as security. <laughs> yes. 
So, yeah, it does. Aye, that was hanging around. Just go that one off the sheet. That's good. It's some positive news for the Rangers fans. Yeah, oh, I would just prefer to go back to the days when there was none of these conspiracy theories. It was all very simple. You had a, a chief executive that popped up uh, maybe once every couple of years because they had a new shirt sponsor, and that was pretty much it. You didn't really hear from him other than that. I like uh, that. The chairman, mean, who cares who the chairman is? Uh, who cares the, on, who's on the board? Uh, I like you that. mean the good old days when the money was just the money and we all cared about the football? <laughs> Instead well, of I, taxi I, experts and uh, legal experts and everything, including land ownership and administration processes and uh, what's it, tax and law. And, <sighs> the only time I cared about money was, was how we were going to afford to buy Ronaldo in a Champions League only deal. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best deal ever. <laughs> aye, aye. I wonder. I wonder if there was there was even an element of truth in that. Whether uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how you could even speculate that you're going to sign a player in a Champions League only deal. <laughs> I've no idea. Ridiculous. Some of the uh, some of the rumours I've heard over the years, especially for Rangers, because it used to be a, a David Murray one, mainly. Uh, well, commiserations to him and his uh, fallen empire, by the looks of it as well. Was uh, was it six or seven companies in MIH gone liquidated? Aye, aye. He's a he's a clever guy though. He knows how to work the system. Aye, he does because he sold up the assets to his family. Uh, yes, liquidated was left. There's a twenty-two million pound hole in the pension fund at MIH. What a mess! When says when I says night you'd get stuck though. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. That reminds me too much into that. I, I don't want to get any like, politics or anything, but you've, you've you heard about Jim Murphy wanting to get um, knighthoods for John Gregg and Billy McNeil. No, I, I'm that's, not. Uh, that's one of his latest uh, suggestions for getting people on side to vote Labour. He wants to get John Gregg and Bill McNeil, you know, the captains of the two like, European yeah. Cup winning Celtic Rangers teams. Knighthoods, but what's his, he says are long overdue. I've seen Dennis Caravan tweet today. Here's a suggestion. Why don't you just swap uh, David Murray's knighthood to John Gregg? <laughs> <laughs> Very efficient. It's almost, <laughs> almost fits with the Rangers mentality as well. It's the same knighthood. <laughs> Right, well, what we'll do is we'll move on and we'll talk about something that, Some football. that definitely happened and it was football related and yeah. the charity bet oh. is an obvious one. Can we, now, can, we get, can we hurry up and talk about like, the actual football and not things that go wrong? Or things that didn't happen, the Dundee United game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fair enough. That was that was another one where people were going, hmm, wonder what's up with your under so heating. David Tanner had a dig at it during the Hamilton Celtic game, by the way. <laughs> yes, I I heard that. Yeah, that was very childish of him. <laughs> I wasn't as bad as, as Motherwell. They were the they were the dodgy ones with their the, their storm damage. Aye, that's a bit suspect. No, not really saying what had went on. Oh, I can believe that. That's I mean, that, you kick a seat and the whole roof was doing it up. I say the charity bet Dundee United obviously postponed. Morton drew. 1-1 with air, so that burst it. Peterhead yep. beat Sterling Albion 2-1. We had Jason Cummings as first scorer bet for Hibs Six against Cowdenbeath, and he scored second. Aye, so he, he let us down. But... You know how bad it is? That, 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 we're in such a bad run, even McBookie are slagging us. 
Because <laughs> they 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 his belt was on Twitter for it, saying that was probably their worst weekend yet, and yet you still lost. Aye. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have to like pee in the four corners of this podcast or something to, to, to end the hex. Aye, and spin round three times. Now, I've got a few suggestions on Twitter for the, the charity bet. We've got Johnny1690, he's he's tipping John Daly Rangers. Now, I don't when know. When did Daly last go for Rangers? I, well, I don't know. Now, now, was now, it you it, now you say it, he got credited with a goal that Lee Wallace scored quite recently. <laughs> Uh, like fact, <laughs> he scored before then. Aye, that would have been his second goal. Yeah, aye. So it's, it's not that long. But I don't know. I don't like betting on Rangers players because when I do it, it just makes me too angry when I see how poorly we're playing. You're a bit uh, of well, I mean, I, if the weather keeps up, I could be off. Aye, aye, I just don't know. Uh, Peter Thompson's mentioning a Queen's Park player, uh, which is maybe a good shout because Queen's Park beat our broth at the weekend there. And Queen's Park possibly pushing for the title. Aye. And they're home to Elgin this weekend, so. Yeah, aye, aye, pretty decent. But anyway, we'll, we'll discuss the charity bet a bit more later on because right. we've got real football that happened. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll start with the, the boring ones first. Yep. And the mother, well, we can get more boring than a, a non game, Dundee United non game. St Johnson 2 0, Partick Thistle. You know, I've got some notes here written down and my notes are blank yeah I know I, I, I mean I made a few comments on most of the games when I was watching sports last night and the St Johnson part it doesn't even kind of pass me by like it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, Ander- Stephen Anderson got another header was it a header? aye it was a near post header that's what they were near, aye sometimes he goes back post sometimes he goes near post oh, it, was a, it, it was an excuse to, to break out the, the, the Scottish Cup final uh, goal again on, on sports scene so that was his, yeah. that was his uh, far post one. So, yeah, he's, he's he's good at the, the set pieces. So, fair play. Right, so we'll that. skip over that. Yeah. And well, the Ross County against St Mirren game, which I thought was was worth a shout for the brilliant camera work. Oh yeah, yeah. W- was it handball? No idea. Was it offside? No idea. What's <laughs> inside the best? And like 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 you do talk about your your, your camera angle for behind the <laughs> I was watching sports scene and I, I don't really know what happened, but I tweeted a picture on uh, on Twitter and uh, S Football Forums as my account. Now, there's a wee bit of the stand. <laughs> well, it looks like the stand had taken about three quarters of the, the screen. I, I really don't know why you would set up a camera like that. Well, the, the, it's the really, the, very strange. The really, really daft thing about it is when they, they were discussing whether the, there was a handball in the St Mirren's winner, it was at that same end and they never used that camera angle. <laughs> I <laughs> so think they realised it was why, rubbish. Why did they set up a camera there and then not use it for the most <laughs> crucial part? <laughs> yeah, oh, that is silly. And then they've got the camera where... <laughs> what's, the goal, what's the goal, onside or offside? Aye, <laughs> Now, I've tweeted a picture of that as well. Now, if you look at the picture I've taken, you'll think, oh, I've obviously taken it at a bad time. I've made it look worse than it was. No, 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 no. no. This is actually paused. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you can see what looks like a wee head, maybe a wee arm, and that's it. The commentator said he's clearly onside. That was my, that was my favourite bit. It was it was them trying to convince us. He was it wasn't just he wasn't just onside. He was clearly onside. You can see obviously <laughs> from this picture. No, you can't. 
<laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Yes, aye, aye. It was uh, just a strange. Uh, but aye, the handball, uh, the handball was good, right? Because it was a bit of a diving handball. But what was better was Jonathan Sutherland's comedy moment. How he, he described yeah, it as yeah, hand, hand, hand him both goals. Yeah, I hand him both goals. You've got to hand it to him. He was, he oh, was I loving it. Yeah. I did. Ah, uh, he was loving it. Ah, uh, he loves his points. <laughs> I do. I do quite like Jonathan Sutherland actually. He had to be dig at uh, Michael Stewart as well because they were talking about the the stamp, the the red card incident, and they were winding up uh, Stewart. Uh, saying he did that kind of thing and Jonathan Sutherland says I'm like aye, of course he did it's just like going, ah, oh, I never meant to I never intentionally hurt anybody in my career <laughs> <laughs> aye, it, it, was good. it was a good episode for banter it was, I, I thought it was, that, it was a good episode for banter it was a good episode for like, sensible pundits as well because I, I, I thought uh, Barry Bonner was quite good as well as Michael Stewart so yes. uh, that worked well and the, the, the surprising thing was Barry Bonner at no point broke into Irish poetry as one excuse suggested. Couldn't believe it. It's a different guy. I, did you see the, the tweet as well from Kenny McLean pop up? <laughs> I showed that my wife earlier. <laughs> That's just... It's just rubbish. Come on, I'm wanting a bit of an insight. I'm wanting uh, some banter. I'm wanting maybe Malin to talk about his handball, but no, all we get is a tweet saying, great result yesterday. Uh, That's it. I know. That's, it's, that's, that's the thing that cracks me up about sports because at the start of the show they say, oh, you can interact with us using the hashtag BBC Sports or something like that. And then it's only ever a, the actual professionals display anything from, and it's never any insight whatsoever. I'm pretty sure Stefan Johansson was talking about two wins out of two in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they, they need to try harder. Yeah, they do. It's just like, maybe that, some of the, the players that actually do tweet some funny stuff, and I never get some sports <laughs> So no, yeah. we'll play it safe. We'll have the yep, great result yesterday. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kenny. Right, I might tweet him directly. Can't we sort out his act? Right. Uh, Hamilton against Celtic. Yeah, let's get to the good games because this uh, I really enjoyed watching this. I thought certainly I thought Hamilton I've seen them play better, but they still look to cause Celtic some trouble. Um we played pretty well at times as well. Two fantastic goals. Can't really fault. I mean, the Adam Matthews one. They were saying, "Oh, it's a fantastic way to score your first goal of the season." I'm thinking, that's the second time he scored his first goal of the season that way. Because there was the one a couple of seasons ago at, uh, up in Arbroath. That was, just, I think, it was his first goal for Celtic. He ran half the length of the park and then pinged it into the top corner. Like that. But that, oh, that's not an easy goal. one. It's easy to hit it hard, but it's yeah. definitely not easy to get on target. I tell you what, we slagged off the camera because this was a Sky game. We've had some decent camera angles for this one, and they had some cracking camera angles for the two goals. The I mean, certainly the the one for this uh, side. So Matthew's going into the top corner was a good one, but the the one that I thought was fantastic was just a slow motion one behind William Henderson for his goal, and you seen how he, he hit it from behind him, and it kind of started outside of the goal and curled in, so that the keeper had no chance of touching it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just showed you how sweetly and. Inch perfect they had it. Oh, aye, it wasn't set up very well for him either. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a, a trademark technique. No, because it, it was a Matthews cross that I uh, never really met any. This happened to Matthews crosses a lot. They never really found a Celtic player. But in this instance, uh, Izzy Gary d- uh, dived in to get it and it kind of 
fell towards William Henderson as opposed to getting past him. And yeah, you had to dig it from behind him, but it's a terrific technique. So yeah, I mean, yep. even the, the the first goal uh, before Matthews, that's there's good work between um, Henderson and Griffiths to get the ball back, and then Griffiths passes it into Commons, and for once in the game, Commons actually passed the ball. It was a bit of a common show. It was, uh, which I wasn't too bothered about because I I heard the the rumours that it was going to be his last game, so I put oh. a bet on him for scorer. But aye, is he? I, I still think he's a good player, and I still think he should be starting most games. But yeah, he he occasionally does does let it get to his head. See, uh, I reckon and... I reckon the the game against Kilmarnock earned him the right to play in the Hamilton game. I don't think he's been especially great this season when he when he's had a chance. But um, he, he played well against Kilmarnock. I don't think he played quite as well against Hamilton, but he still he, he was still involved. He still had his hundred and one different shots, and let's say he, he perfectly teed it up for Matthews to hit. So he, yeah. he, it's not as if he didn't contribute to the game. But certainly he, he, he was there and there So with uh, I'd be disappointed if he went, but I think it might be time. That's that's the only thing. I'm not sure I'd give him a new contract. I don't think he fits into the Ronnie Dyla system. That's maybe the problem. Yeah, well, he's getting to that age as well. That uh, I hear that he's been offered a one-year deal, and he's wanting two, and that's the sticking point. I, 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 the only other thing, he probably could fit into the Ronnie Dyla system to a certain extent, but he moves Johansson out of the way because I don't think Johansson is at all effective against Hamilton. Um, so. Uh, I'm, I think the, the thing with Hansen is he's younger and you, you kind of want to encourage him to be playing more so you don't want to really move him out of the way to play Commons but then you have to listen to the media saying Commons should be playing because he gets you all the goals completely forgetting that season he scored once <laughs> One thing I liked is uh, Dyla I liked how uh, Commons threw his boots into the crowd which uh, it was a, almost a, a signal that that was his last game and then oh, Tyler came out and I, said he needs to buy a new pair of boots because uh, even if he does sign a contract, he's not going anywhere. And he said something along the lines of the decision not being taken out of his hands, uh, out yeah. of Tyler's hands, yeah, I which that. I think is a, a solid, Can I solid response from a yeah. manager. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping the Commons gets always gets a game on Wednesday night against Motherwell because that would be yeah, Hugh Keevans two for two. Because you had uh, Sean Maloney coming to Celtic, and that was going to be Chris Commons' last game against Hamilton. And Sean Maloney is about to MLS <laughs> to play for, I think it's Chicago Fire or something like that. So if we can just get uh, Sean Maloney, if we can just get Chris Commons another game for Celtic, then Hugh Evans is showing himself up to be a clown again. That's always good enough. Yeah. I, ca- I can't see him leaving now. I can see him signing a pre contract uh, with Bolton. But then why would Bolton want to offer any amount of money now? Why not just do what everybody does in the January transfer window and wait until half nine on the final day and then put in your bid? Offer something. Leave it so late that they need to take it. I'm fully expecting Celtic to do something similar themselves when Gary McKay's leaving. I don't think Dundee United are going to get their 250000 they want for him. And I think Celtic would have to pay it, to be honest. I don't think we're in especially a good hurry to get Gary McKay Stephen yet. It'd be nice to have him. I think he'd certainly add to the the squad. But would I want him now for that amount of money? Mm, I'd be, I can see his offer on a hundred thousand maybe. I don't know if Dunny United would take that though. I don't think it all would. depends. I think on the the guy's attitude because I think that McNamara needs to know that uh, he's going to be a hundred percent if he does keep him. 
because it's easy to be distracted when you're, you've yeah. signed the, the biggest contract of your career and moving up to the biggest side that you've played for. It's easy to get distracted with that. And is he going to put in 100% for the last few games of the season, thinking that if he gets an injury, it's going to dictate his uh, pre-season, the following well, season, and then yeah. give him a slow start? It's difficult. But I'm, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm alone in this one. But I remember when Scott Brown did the same thing because he signed a pre-contract for us when he was at Hibs. Um, what all that really meant was he, he finished his, his last season at Hibs and like we started taking more of a notice of what he was doing for Hibs. He, he kind of concentrated on how he was getting mm-hmm. on. And if he'd seen any drop in him, I think I'd have been disappointed. But to give Scott Brown credit, he was still giving 100%. I definitely remember turning up at Easter Road in the last day of the season. I think it was one of Pretty sure it was off season. We were already we'd already won the league, so it was a nothing game. And um, I think Scott Brown actually scored that day. Either scored or set one up, and everybody cheered. Cheered <laughs> 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 the fans included. Once you realised they'd done it, yeah. So I mean, it was one of these. It's, it's a kind of strange situation. If, I mean, if Mackay Stephen does remain at Dundee United for the rest of the season, I'll be I'll be keeping a strong a kind of close eye on him, and I, I, I want him to keep playing to the best of his ability, to see what kind of player we're getting, because I think if he was dropping and not really be bothering, I think I'd be disappointed and maybe, maybe have a question his attitude and whether he deserves to be coming to Celtic or not. Mm-hmm. Aye, it's a tough one. I, I just don't know the guy at all. Uh, he's not the type of guy that's in the, the media a lot, so I, I don't know. I've not really got a feel of what kind no. of person he is, whereas Commons, I think that if he did sign a pre-contract, I think he would be, I think he'd still play to the best of his ability because I think he, he really wants to be at Celtic I think the, the Celtic's closed yeah. his heart now so but again this is all me just uh, guessing based on what I've seen in the media and interviews no, it's, it's, it's clear that Commons enjoys it here and he certainly does have a good rapport with the fans so yep. I don't I think if he did stay here until the end of the season and then left I don't think we'd get see any drop from him he'd mm-hmm. still be taking 101 shots <laughs> aye so while we're on the, the Hamilton game, uh, the crowd, 6,007, which is a, a record, which is yeah. uh, funny because I bet they've had quite a few sellouts there, but sellouts in football is never really 100%, is it? I no, see it a lot. When I'm at Ibrox, it's a, a sellout, no tickets available, and you look about and you say, well, it's like a wee couple of seats over there, a couple of seats here, there, by 6,007. Yeah, and you're, you're looking at that, that's been like, it's all the sort of permanent stands and then there's that sort of wee tent off to one side at the New Douglas Park for what I've heard some of the Celtic fans would have been but yeah I mean it's it can't be often that either Celtic or Rangers have turned up at, Doug, at New Douglas Park because it's been built and the Hamilton fans have been there in numbers because their team's been doing well because the last time they were in the top flight they were kind of fighting off relegation and that would have been the last time they had either Celtic or Rangers there so that's the first time they've had Celtic since they came back up and obviously they're, they're sitting top six. So I mean, the Hamilton fans are, are getting good value for money at the moment and they're, they're playing some really nice stuff. I mean, unfortunately for them, that, that they lost like back-to-back home games up because of the, the Monday night game as well, but they lost to Celtic in Monday United. It's no, no real great shame though. Yeah. It's funny you should mention value for money because that brings me to the next point. Mm. Hamilton against Inverness. Ten pence. Entry. Yeah. Ten <laughs> pence. That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. It's a gesture for a guy that works for the club uh, that's leaving after 10 years, is it? And obviously Alec Neil 
yeah. it's just left. So it's a, it's a double whammy. But I think it was the chairman was on Clyde One earlier this evening, and he was talking about it. And uh, the point was put to him that it may be an opportunity to get extra fans in to spend on merchandise mm-hmm. and food. And he shot them down straight away. And he said it was nothing to do with that. It was about getting the uh, fans in as almost a uh, recognition for the, the two guys for the, the work they'd done as a, a bit of a send off. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant because uh, they also said to him, you could have made it £10, but mm-hmm. 10p, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, uh, as, he, as he says, he's not really in it for the money with this 10p offer, but I just hope that it works out. I hope that they, they get a, a big crowd and I hope it's a good occasion for them. I really like that and I think they deserve credit for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's definitely a few of these sort of pay what you want schemes going around at the moment and um, I think uh, Inverness and St Johnson tomorrow night is yes. a fiver that they get I think or is it a page yeah one? I think so is I it think it's a fiver um, the Dundee United game from the weekend there they, they announced already that that was going to be a, a fiver for the, the rearranged game against Inverness as well so when, we should explain that's that rearranged game never had any tickets, so <laughs> nobody paid up front for that game already. So a uh, fiver for the, the rearranged game is a really good gesture as well, especially when you're talking about Inverness. are going to have to come down A9, and uh, I know Dundee's not quite as far as what the, the central belt, but it's just, yeah, that A9 stretch between Inverness and Perth goes on for a long time. Aye, that that was quite useful. You mentioned that to me, Chris, about the the fact that it wasn't a ticketed game because I I thought that the, the rules were in place. Uh, blah blah blah. You get your money back if it's as long as the second half hasn't started, or or you get the ticket for the rearranged game. But the fact that there was no tickets uh, suggests that this five pound is is a deal. It's not yeah. just because they have to. Uh, the, the Inverness game is a pay what you can ah, right, okay. game, That's which nice. is brilliant. I like that. I like that idea because yeah. there's going to be people that that do turn up with let's say that they turn up with their two kids and they say, right, well, what can I afford? I can afford a tenner each. But then I think there'll be some diehard Inverness fans that turn up and say, right, OK, I'm, I'm willing to pay £40, I'm willing to pay £35 because of the, the gesture that they're given to bring in people who normally couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. I don't know how successful it's been because I know it's Albion Rovers, I think, were the first one yes. to do this in Scotland. It did that with our season ticket. Remember we discussed it, was, it oh, in the it was podcast. Yeah. yeah, I think you had to pay a minimum £10 or something to get it yeah. printed. But other than that, you could just do what you wanted. Yeah. And, and Queen's Park did it recently as well, because their first game back at Hamden was, was uh, sort of, we'll try to get as many people in as possible, so they would kind of reduce the price as well. So, Yeah, certainly. There's, a, there's people trying things. I think everybody's trying something to get the, the fans back. It's, yep. not as if, it's, I mean, it's not as if attendances are especially bad in Scotland compared to what, well, uh, population, but just everybody's got this memory of massive crowds of them. So yeah, it's artificially point, massive when uh, I guess there wasn't as, as many things uh, stealing people's attention. There wasn't yeah. video games, there wasn't a, the 100 TV channels, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Before there was 100 days. TV channels on nothing on, so I don't know why people don't watch it. <laughs> Yes, yes. I had a, a wee football bet on this evening. I had uh, a bet on Everton to win, and then I had a, a wee side bet of both teams to score. I get I, uh, when they were playing West Brom, and the game's finished nil nil. Well done. So I, I did, did well with that one. Don't I? 
Brilliant. Yeah, well, we talk Gosh. about a game that did have goals yet, because we should probably mention Aberdeen against Dundee. Oh, there was a million goals. Yeah, oh, was, there was a million bloody good goals as well. I, that, yes. I, I, mean, I mentioned the, the, the two goals in the Celtic game, but I mean, this was, this was even better, because I thought the, the opening goal for Goodwill well, was uh, a well-worked goal, but then well, there was three fantastic strikes for Dundee, for um, Irvin, who somehow managed to work his way into the box. And then just Stuart a couple of minutes later made it two one over half time and Harkins had a a very sweetly struck volley in the, just the start of the good. second half. So it's a deflection in the end, but yeah, I had it very well. I think that's uh, why he scored. Uh, Did it hit the I think so, but I think he had sure. it so early. It was one of those that you just wouldn't have expected. Uh, the drag back for the the first Dundee goal uh, was it was really nice, really sweetly mm-hmm. done, and Aberdeen hit the post as well. Oh, yeah, because it's standard these days. I believe have to hit the woodwork at least once. They have to, aye. And uh, Clarkson wasn't even playing. So what's going on? He was ill. So I, I don't know what Dundee was. He three goals with Clarkson. Aye. Sure, but aye, aye. I think he was ill. So I, I need a feeling. Um, but yeah, fair play Aberdeen. They fought back. I mean, yes. I was sitting watching uh, Soccer Saturday thinking, great, 3-1. Going to drop three points. Fantastic. <laughs> Still managed to drop two points, so I'm quite happy with that because that gives us the opportunity to go top on uh, Wednesday night. But uh, yeah, fair point. I mean, the penalty, ah, it's technically a penalty. It was a bit soft, but aye, it was a penalty. Yeah, I, I think it was a bit harsh, aye, the way and it was. was. All guns blazing right to the end, so I mean, they, they managed to force it over the line. I seen a few people questioning whether Ryan Jack was offside, and Michael Stewart brought it up on uh, the sports scene. But and it didn't seem to follow it up. It's, no, again, uh, the camera angle doesn't tell you properly, unfortunately. I reckon there was somebody, and I never noticed who it was, went for a diving header just be, just before it got to Jack. And had he made contact, then I think Ryan Jack was offside. But I think when the ball was initially put in, he's, he's onside. Yep. So if there's no contact for the diving header, Ryan Jack's fine. If there's contact, he's probably offside. I don't think there was contact, so I'm... Um, I know I've certainly seen people disagree, and uh, a lot more. I've seen people suggesting that a lot more be made of it if uh, if it happened at Celtic, like usual you know, stuff. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I'm. I don't think there's enough evidence yet to convince me either way it was offside or not. So I'm prepared to give them the benefit of doubt and say fair point. I'm still quite. I look like an exciting <laughs> end to the game. I'm all for that in football. Yeah, I mean, I think Dundee, had they said, you'll get a drop at Audrey, they'd have been happy to take it. But the way it happened, they were disappointed they didn't take all three points. Aberdeen, on the other hand, if he'd said, you're going to drop two points at home, you'd have said, oh, well, I don't really like be doing that because we're on a good run. Hand them the way they did it, and you go, oh, great throw, fantastic, still unbeaten. Yeah. I was watching the, the goals uh, come in as well, and uh, I've got to admit, I, I looked at it and I... And I was a bit disappointed in Dundee because I, I thought, yeah, yeah, you've let that slip. You may be showing a, a wee bit of naivety there. You, you've let it slip. But then watching the highlights, I think uh, rather than Dundee letting it slip, I think Aberdeen fought back and won that point. Mm-hmm. They, they did seem to pummel them. Uh, from the highlights anyway, it may have been very different in the, the full game. I'll tell you what, getting the winners even more enjoyable though. Because uh, it was a couple, a couple of years ago, actually, it was Aberdeen that were the visitors to Celtic Park. They were 3-1 up just after the second half started. And uh, we fought back in 1-4-3. And it was an overhead kick from Samaras to get the one. <laughs> I think this season's been short of uh, late drama other than uh, Nicky Law scoring an equaliser against Hearts, which we all know happened immediately after uh, that, as, 
as he was probably still celebrating. Well, there was the, the, the late uh, rally by Allo in the Ramsey's Cup, uh, the Petrofac Training Cup as well. That that doesn't count. Aye, it does, because it's a season. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that game. I've never seen it, so I couldn't say whether I enjoyed it or not. I've seen well, the I see the first half, that's for sure. <laughs> Stuck behind some heads. <laughs> Standard at football, isn't he? What it all, isn't he? What everyone says when you're stuck behind just two two people was all it would take for me not to be able to see what was going on. Aye, but anyway, we'll move on to our predictions. Uh, yeah, because we've got double predictions to do because we've got my beat games. Good games Tuesday, Wednesday, and then yeah. oh, f- then it's Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, yep. Because St Johnson Aberdeen's in the that, This is what confused me. What uh, there's pretty much a full card on midweek but Aberdeen mm-hmm. and St Johnson no that's St Johnson aren't missing Aberdeen are missing who's the other team that's missing Ross County aye Ross County, Ross County yeah. so where are these games being rearranged from or, or is it just a game missing I, d- I don't know because then it, it wouldn't really be fair to have Aberdeen playing on the Wednesday and the Friday no but St Johnson are playing the Tuesday and then they're playing the Friday so that makes sense yeah. you'd expect Aberdeen to be playing Ross County on Tuesday night but then yeah. where is that game or if he's been moved from somewhere else, that's what I don't know. No, I it looks like a full card, so you'd expect they're all these are just games that are going to go ahead as well scheduled. It's very strange, but anyway, it's yeah. this has given Celtic the opportunity to move himself back top of the league now because if we can get two wins this week, we'll stay top at the end of the weekend. It's going to be it's going to be good fun though because Celtic could go top Wednesday night, Aberdeen could retake it on Friday night, and Celtic could take it back Saturday. Ah, but I think that's what what everybody wants, uh, even the the, the most diehard Celtic fans. I think they want a wee bit of a challenge. Obviously, they'll want to end up on top at the end of it. But but nobody or very few people like a a walkover. I've just got a a message from Greg saying that Kenny McDowell has chucked it. But there's nothing on the BBC website. Aye. Oh, yeah. I've got the same message. Interesting. Oh well, I'll be keeping an eye on that. Right, I'm just going to fire up the Twitter right now. Because <laughs> I don't know who's going to take over because uh, Gordon Jury is the obvious choice, but then he had health issues. Was it East Fife he was at as manager? Uh, aye, I think I think it was something so, like uh, that. No, I, I, as, as Rangers FC statement, Kenny McDowell has tendered his resignation as caretaker manager of Rangers. Hmm. Mm, I might put my name in. I but, could, well, I could aye, charge. I'm, I'm sure you can join the rotor. <laughs> well, I, I used to play Championship Manager quite a bit. Uh, I used to go, I've got experience oh. going Arsenal, Rangers. So I, I could see how that goes. I, I definitely know how to pick a, a formation in, in Championship Manager, the old one, not the Football Manager now. But that's not going to go against me. <laughs> uh, so it turns out B the fifth is actually the number of managers Rangers are going to go through this season. There's Mr. Roddy Graham on Twitter. <laughs> Jokes are starting already. Right, we'll get back to the predictions. Inverness against St. Johnson. I'm going to go 1 1. Um, yeah, I can't see past the draw myself, actually. 1 um, 1 sounds good to me. Yeah. I think that's what I've actually got still on the, the predictor <laughs> for the last time. This is a rearranged game. I don't know if I made it the rearranged one or not. I'm not sure. Oh, I might have made a mistake there, Chris. Oh, 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Right. It doesn't matter. Right, Celtic against Motherwell. Motherwell have had a rest after pretending that their stadium had tipped over in the wind. <laughs> I'm going to go for a home victory and a heavy one. I'm going to go 3-1. Um, I don't know what I'm copying you, but yeah, I'm kind of thinking something similar. I might say 2-0, actually. 2-0. Right, OK. See, if you were copying me, John wouldn't allow it because he would get me to switch it around, so I'm going to have to go to you now. I know. Dundee and Kilmarnock. Yep. Kilmarnock have played the weekend because we were supposed to play well, so... Mm-hmm. I wonder if they've got over Eremenko getting subbed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dundee are better away from home, aren't they? I think yes, so. I think so. Right, I'm going 1-0 Kilmarnock then. Are you? Oh, no, no, I'm going to go for a home win. That's it, so we're going to be different this time because I'm guessing that Claxton's going to be back. Possibly, yeah. Yep, right, so you, you, you don't need to be wanting to continue on. Yep, yep, especially yeah. after. No, I'm still going to knock them all up. Come on, I'm going to go 2-0, Dundee. Next one up, Spartak Thistle against Hamilton. Away victory, straightforward for me. I'm going to go for 1-3. Mm, no, I'm going 2-0, Hamilton. 2-0. <laughs> yep. St. Mirren against Dundee United, 3-0, Dundee United. <laughs> St. Mirren are rubbish at home. Yeah, McKay hat trick. Nah. Um yeah, St. Mirna rubbish at home, but Dunny United have us habit of doing weird things, so I'm gonna say I think they'll win, but it'll be two one. Close kind of game. Friday night we've got St Johnson against Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah, I just said. So <laughs> don't know, but uh, apparently Kenny McDill is uh, now working his twelve month notice period. <laughs> so it, it, like McCoy's he's resigned, but not really. He's going to the fight garden or leave like. So I, I shouldn't laugh because this just keeps being funny. Mutually consented out the door then. No, not even. He's, he's resigned and is now. He's tendered his resignation and is working his notice period, of which there are 12 months. So to get rid of him, going to have to stick him in garden and leave alongside Ali. See if he's sticking off people in garden and leave, maybe he could clear the pitch the next time of snow. <laughs> <laughs> McCoist isn't even allowed uh, in the stadium for the, the charity game against uh, Rixon's really? side. I yeah, well, well, I think this is just the the media picking up the, the terms of gardening leave and uh, technically he wouldn't be allowed without asking permission. So whether he's been told no, he's not allowed in, it's another thing. But technically he's not until he gets permission. Which I'm sure they'll give him permission, surely. You'd hope so. Because it's a charity thing. I mean, there should be special circumstances in that one. Yes, exactly. When is that? I think it's uh, this Sunday. I think you can guess I'm not going to. And I was going to Uh, say, they sold many tickets. I don't know. I don't know. It's something that's kind of passed me by. Ah, yeah, it's because I've not heard heard any player, any uh, footballers mentioned for it, uh, McCoist, but it sounds as if it was planning to play. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. I've not heard any players. That's why I've not really uh, focused too much on the tickets. A bit of shame, because I think it's a horrible, horrible thing Fernando's going through, but I thought Ibrox should be full for that guy. Yeah. I know, I, I know he was a, a, a sort of butt of some of the other jokes, especially after the 6-2 game when he got subbed after half an hour, but nobody deserves that. 
Yeah, I was looking at uh, there's a there's a website set up to sell uh, football tops uh, in his honour. Uh, with the, the profits, obviously, going to uh, is it Motor Neuron? Motor Neuron, no. Yeah, uh, I was looking at that. That, that looked pretty good. Uh, I think it was thirty pound. Right. Bye. I, I wish they were. That really annoyed that they're not publicising this game though. This was filling that place, right? Maybe two, maybe two people are too distracted. Yeah. Other things to worry about. Yeah, well, and there's another distraction tonight. Bye. Right, St Johnson against Aberdeen. Yep. Live football. It's a Friday game. Box. Yep. BT Sport. Derek Gray loves a Friday night game of football. Hopefully not snowed for the last time. Although it's perfect, it could be foggy. I remember a St Johnson's Celtic game getting called off because it was foggy out there. Was a good yeah, I was seeing Nash Taylor's out for a month. Is he? After going off. Aye. I've seen him in off. I never knew how long he was out for. Aye, they've seen that it's a month. So I think they'll leak a goal because I think their clean sheet has burst. But I still think Aberdeen's going to win. I'm going to go 2-1 Aberdeen. Um, hmm. So just none of that good to beat. None of that hard to beat. Eh, easy to beat. They're hard to beat. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. <laughs> I can't see Aberdeen not scoring. But now that their uh, defensive runs come to an end, I might say one each again. You know, if they already went for a one each with St Johnson, but uh, another one each. Then we're spoiled for live football because Ross County against Celtic is on Saturday lunchtime, quarter yeah. to one. Sky Sports 1 instead of BT1 for that one. I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go 3-0. Was it five now we scudded them last time up there? I don't see he's done that again. Um, seems to us he's battering somebody. I'm kind of inclined to just to stick with a couple of goals, so I'm going to say 2 0 Celtic. 2 0. Dundee United, Motherwell, 3 0. Dundee United. Aye, at home. At home, Motherwell, aye, 3 0. Sounds good. Hamilton and Furness, 1 1. That's a 10p no, game. No, I'm, I'm, it's a 10p game, but I, I, I reckon. I think I want to be back on back in form on home soil. Soil? Is it soil? <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Artificial pitch. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 3 1 Hamilton. I think I could draw even money or so. Sell a 10p. It's a good time to be an Inverness fan because you could go to the, the game midweek, uh, Tuesday night, and you could be paying 10p there. And you right. could pay 10p to get in at Hamilton. Right, and then you can go to the Dundee United Day range game for a fiver. Oh, it's, it's, it's happy days for Inverness fans, I tell you. Yeah, I know. Look at that. You follow Celtic Rangers through that much. So, yeah, give all uh, your money. Fleece. Aye, that's uh, how much are you willing to pay? Well, give us more than that. Aye. Hey, come on, against Partick Thistle. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go for a Paul Band. I'm going to play it safe. I've not had a Paul Band in this year. Um, that's all kind of going under the radar at the moment. They're not really doing much. But they don't seem to be getting relegation shouted about them yet. Yeah, are they? Oh, they're, they're close. They must be close, eh? Oh, they're close to getting dragged in. It's just lucky that they've got uh, three diddies below them. Ah, uh, they're four points ahead of Motherwell, which Aye. is another three ahead of St. Martin and another three ahead of Ross County. Aye, they're ten points clear of Ross County. Yeah. And yet they're, they're five adrift of Dundee. Their goal difference is quite remarkable compared to the, the three diddies. The Aye, that's about. <laughs> Pumped, pumped, pumped. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Um, I might go another 1 0. Come on, look. 
I'm purely guessing here because I've no idea. Oh, no. Right. Okay, that's quite a few games that we've, we've covered there. So we're looking at the charity bet prior to um, the podcast. Hang on. Hang on. What was it, Burn and Dundee? Have I forgotten about that one? Uh-huh. It's in the predictor. It's, it's definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't blame me. Don't blame me. Right, you're right. What about St. Mirren and Dundee? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm this in my black book. Yep, go for it, because I'm going to say 2-0 away win. 2-0 away win, right. Yep. What did I go? I went 2-0 Dundee against Kamarnock and a 3-0 humping for St. Mirren. St. Mirren, are, they still haven't won at home, have they? Nope. Oh, they're not going to win this one then. Dundee nope. are going to win 2-0. And Dundee double this week. Copy you. Right. Now we can move on to the charity bet. Now we've done all the games. Because yep. I can definitely count that that's all the games. This week. <laughs> <laughs> right. The charity bet. Yep. Now, aye, we discussed it before we came on. We've done our homework. We did. Don't often do that, but we've already discussed this. We've already sorted it all out. We've got Queen of, the, Queen of the South against Hibs. What we're going to do is we're going to pick Cummings again to score yep. first. So thanks yeah, for the suggestions on Twitter, but we're going with our own idea. <laughs> aye. Now, there was a few suggestions on Twitter, and I've covered a few of them. Yeah. I think we're going to go with Cummings, because Greg doesn't really know what he's talking about, but he has mentioned a few times that maybe we should stick to a first scorer. And Cummings, I've made my, my feelings about Cummings clear before, but he's a good footballer, and he scored at the weekend there. So I think there's a, a chance he'll score first here. So I think we should go for Jason Cummings. Yeah. Score first against Queen of South. And then when it comes to the actual games, we've went for Queen's Park to win. Now they beat Arbroath at the weekend. So I think that's a, a good shout. They're playing against Elgin, who possibly bottom of the table. Queen's Park are 4-7. So not brilliant odds, but I think it's a, a safe bet. So we went for them. We've also went for Dundee, who are very good odds. And they're playing against St Mirren, who can't buy a win at home anyway. Yeah, I know that they, they won away there. Dundee are 17-10, which is far too tempting. And the third team we've got is Forfar Athletic. And they're away to Stirling Albion. They were only narrowly beaten by Peterhead. But I still think 5-6 to six for Forfar is decent enough. So that treble, if we put £10 on at McBookie, returns £77.79 which I think is good. We did consider doing it without the Dundee uh, bet but the double yeah, one for Queen's bit, Park yeah. we, we thought about it because we've been absolutely rubbish recently <laughs> so we thought we'll just go with a double, what's that? £18 or something uh, yeah, right. we'll go with Dundee's <laughs> Aye. Nah, I think Dundee's a good bet I'm not, I'm not going to disagree what we're going with I'm not a, when my betting history is woeful, so. But hey, let's face it, we've been bad the last few weeks, so what's the worst that can happen? We can be bad for the next week. Nah, I think I think, I think think we've packed three decent ones, so. Can I can no go, my God. I think we're both agreeing on this one, so. Yep, yep. And we've not got uh, John and Greg bringing us down with the bets, <coughs> so we <laughs> should be alright. <laughs> well, that's the one good thing about the bet last week, I can't be blamed for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you got away with it. <laughs> Right, that's the charity bet. Thanks to McBookie again for their £10 uh, on the first score and £10 on the, the other charity bet. And it's worth a, a mention of their offer at the weekend there was on again, Fiverr, 
uh, back if on losing Scottish football bets, and they also had a £25 in-play bet in the Hearts-Rangers game. Yeah, which, I'm, uh, I'm not sure how that works, but the game being uh, scrubbed in the end. <laughs> well, because I was I think still in my car. Said were, uh, I think the Wikis said they were just going to refund and stuff. So. Yeah, I got my initial uh, pre-match bet refunded, and because I was in my car, I didn't get a chance to do an in-play. So, aye. So oh, I was okay. back where I started. Aye, fair enough. But that's two good deals for existing customers, which a lot of bookies are avoiding nowadays. A lot of them tend to be, oh, I sign up and you'll get 41 for Celtic to play in shorts. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's, well, it's to be fair, my, my, bookie, my bookie do give you new uh, customer deals for they give enhanced odds for uh, to get people to sign up if you don't have an account. But yeah, they've certainly got plenty of odds for those once you've signed up. So it's not yes. as if you, they, they die getting that you. Definitely, definitely gets me good things. Oh, aye, aye. That, that's who I, I bet with uh, most of the time. They respect Scottish football. See if you go to uh, Ladbrokes and Betfair, the the Scottish g- uh, game is really it's hidden away. It's, it's an afterthought is is maybe pushing it a bit far because they don't even really think about it. It's just it's hidden away below the the diddiest ninth tier in England. It's hidden below the second tier in Israel. It's it's just that they don't really care about it. It's, so McBookie's my tip. Yeah, mine as well. Big fan of McBookie. I don't bet much, but the only uh, account I've got open these days is with McBookie. So. I'm a one-one uh, betting company man. Good, good. I'm not. I pimp myself around, but <laughs> I do prefer McBookie. Right, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Chris, before we go? No, I want to go and read Twitter and all the funny things that's been said. I've been trying not to. Good. <laughs> I just, it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> it really is. Sure, sure I mean, I. I there must be Rangers fans at this point that are just laughing because they've reached beyond despair. I just don't know. I, I, we're running out of people to give the job to. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've, I've seen all sorts with that one. I've seen like I've seen comments like they uh, give it to Jimmy Bell. Well, <laughs> ah, he's got two jobs already, hasn't he? Yeah. Bus driver and uh, kit man. The, the, the only thing that can make this even more farcical is if uh, Ian Durant, who's been demoted a couple of weeks ago, gets promoted into the manager's job now. Fair point. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what would be really bad. See if Jig gets the job because uh, he's a already a certain thing. pick. He's already a certain pick. But see if he's actually managing. Pick yourself. He'll definitely be Probably. playing. He'll be playing I twice see. every week. The the, the the Hamilton boy is it, is it Cannon that's in charge of? Cannon. Aye. Yeah, he said he couldn't do it. He couldn't pick himself, and then picked himself against Celtic. <laughs> <again. laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit strange, but I uh, I have seen. This is a Kenny McDowell, the assistant gardener. <laughs> Does that make him Kenny McTrill? <laughs> right, let's go. <laughs> Which is the end? For a heart attack. For a wet myself. Somewhat. Right. I apologise to the Rangers fans listening because this is this is completely unprofessional. This is what happens when you get breaking news when you're doing the podcast. Aye. Aye, distracted. distracted. I blame Greg. It was Greg at Telus. That was his fault. He could he could have let it go, but no, I had to tell us. Aye, right. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for coming on, Chris. Thanks for for sticking with it rather than bloody Greg and John <laughs> ditching us. 
I'll be here myself next week because they'll ditch me next week. I'll have to talk to myself for half an hour. I might take it. I'm trying to book a holiday. Just nowhere, just in the house, but a holiday. Just a a night off. A holiday in the house? Aye. (laughs) Camping. Camping in the kitchen. (laughs) Garden leaf. No, drop it. Right. Right. Cheers and thanks for listening. Right. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.